Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. I think what has to happen is a change in understanding. It's not a matter of power or of muscle or of energy. It's a matter of the way in which we understand and feel our own existence. Not as strangers in a hostile universe, but as integral parts of that universe, as fruits of the universe. In the same way as an apple is a fruit of a tree, we are a fruit of this galaxy. We belong to it. There's something that's doing. But we don't feel that. We're vibrating particles of energy. We think ourselves as solid, but we're not. We're omitting frequencies, and our emotions omit frequencies. Our heart is omitting frequencies, our, our individual organs. And so we have a resonating frequency, all of us. Our sound that we're making are vibrating vocal cords. We're always using sound, whether it's through healing or hurting Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. I'm your host, Mark. I'm here with my friend, Adam, and our co-host, Jay. And today on the podcast, we have a fantastic guest. Her name is Lindsay Foreman. She's a sound healer, a light worker, and a Reiki practitioner. And she also happens to live in the great state of Alaska. So we're going to get into some of that today. Lindsay, how are you? I'm good. All right. So um, you had a snowstorm recently. What's that like? You guys get probably like, what, three or four feet in the di- in the deep part of winter over there? Yeah, well, this winter's really, it's like a 2020 winter here um, because it came early. Like, it usually doesn't snow before Halloween, but we got snow, like, end of September, and... Uh, it's just been crazy weather, really extreme, which I'm sort of used to. But yesterday we actually had a windstorm. And so it like blew all the snow away and just left all the ice. So um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, we were without power, I don't know, off and on for about two or three hours yesterday. God. So real quick, tell our <laughs> listeners uh, where they can find you before we get started here. Okay, um, well, so I, you can look uh, for me and my services on my website. It's spiritualpathways.info. Um, it was like the cheapest thing I could find. <laughs> nobody's heard of .info before, uh, but I got it. So, uh, yeah, spiritualpathways.info. Um, my, um, my contact information is on there, but you can always email me at spiritualpathways.info. 13 at gmail.com and I also have um, right now I'm doing a podcast called Spirit Junkie and that's on Patreon and SoundCloud awesome yeah yeah 
Very cool. What do you uh, what do you focus on on Spirit Junkie? Mostly like uh, spiritual sound healing, light working stuff in that realm, or do you go into like conspiracy? What what's your limits? I have no limits. That's what's awesome. really fun about it. And um, I started it really to just kind of take back my own power with just feeling kind of defeated with what was going on. Um, yeah. No, it's, like what it's, I was allowing to have happen to me, you know, I'm not blaming anything, even though it's been kind of a, a shit show, but you know, in a lot of ways, it's also been really empowering. So I kind of felt like just taking it back and, um, I'm not tech savvy, so it's all just been like kind of a shot in the dark. And I actually got some people off of Craigslist <laughs> and invited them to my house, which I was told not to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I have like a UFO story. I've got a big yes. story. Wow. You found that on Craigslist? You reached out to people who had Bigfoot and alien stories? Totally. On, on just my vocal Juno Craigslist. I never would have thought people would do that. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> awesome. awesome. <laughs> well, I was like, I didn't, I hate Facebook. And I was like, I don't want a bunch of like likes and thumbs up. Like I want real stories of people. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And like, no, so, so to respond cool. to a Craigslist ad, you have to like email, like you have to put in steps, you know, it's yeah, not like yeah. sure I'll show up and then never show up. Yeah, we're so, <laughs> and that just kind of like is my frequency of people, anyways, of people that would just totally randomly, you know, yeah, like, respond to a Craigslist ad. And it's like <laughs> reminiscent of you know old school internet with the message boards, and it just I love it. That's where conspiracies were born, you know. I still make flyers, okay? Like I love flyers. Um, Nothing wrong with that. I make stickers. That's that's how I got. Oh, cool! Um, I love stickers too. Yeah, stickers are, are a big part of uh, of getting it out there. When you live in like a area like me, sometimes I go down to New York City and I'll just bring a bunch of stickers with me, slap them all over the place and get the word out. But I got to do it for my own podcast. I've only done it for uh, Sam's podcast. <laughs> well, actually, I met a really good friend of mine because he actually put a tarot card uh, on a on a like a community board at a restaurant and bar that I was managing okay. and it just had his name and number on it and um, I didn't grab it or anything but I noticed it obviously and then when we were doing we were, did like this huge shutdown um, to like clean the bar and restaurant and there's this huge table in the middle of the restaurant and they had torn all of the flyers off of the community board there was one thing on the middle of the table and it was the tarot card and so i <laughs> totally knew it was for me and i called him and like we're still friends to this day wow that's, See, that's, that's awesome <laughs> that's you know that's something that i'm huge on is synchronicities like those oh, yeah. moments are really like indicators that you're on a higher purpose path or a path towards a higher purpose and i think um you know, that's exactly why, you know, I really resonated with your reasoning for starting a podcast is that need to like express yourself in this time where it seems like everybody is either brainwashed by the censored media or in the position like us, open-minded, free thinking, questioning, contrarian, 
you know, and I've always been that way. And that's hence the name for my podcast, because I'm kind of the black sheep of the, you know, of the family in that sense. But but with Trump and, and some of this stuff, I think a lot of my more conservative uh, family members are are warming up to the idea of, of uh, conspiracy theory. So I might have to change the name to my community thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's awesome, dude. Like, I, my family thinks I'm crazy. And I mean, we just had Thanksgiving. So that was like a real, I took like an emotional dip. And uh, oh, man, yeah, that's just a that power, you know? And I find it more like the, the clearer I am, the more like I can. I can feel it, but I can be also a third party observer. And that to me, because it used to destroy me, you know, it, but I, I love the name of your podcast. I don't think you should change. Just start another one. <laughs> always keep that because like, that's my, like, I want a t-shirt that says that. That's my whole theme. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're, we're going to get on that. That's a, thank yeah. you for plugging our uh, future t-shirts yeah, yeah. i'll totally wear one i'll wear one at the bar and everyone oh, yeah we're making them for sure so so we get you know you you started spirit junkie i love that as a as a name as well and um but you more importantly you you're a sound healer a reiki practitioner and a light worker and and for me uh reiki was a very, very big part of my overall awakening. There was a point in my life where I was just like this sad sap of an of a teenager where I was like, you know, hung up on some girl and, you know, I'm only 19 years old and, and I had already dabbled in the spiritual realm, like, cause I was a big pot smoker and still am, but uh, you know, that kind of got me into it. But I went to this Reiki a practitioner who owned a health store and I I was really there to check out some some herbs I was interested in that and uh and she offered you know a ten dollar healing session and I kind of like looked over you know what the the flyer she had said and I'm like oh wow you know I've been kind of attached to this person who you know really isn't right for me anyways so let's just let it all go let's release it so I I scheduled an appointment I came back and when I say that the 10 minutes or so that I was sitting in this chair felt like an hour, I mean, it was nothing like I ever experienced before. And that, that was what really improved it for me is, is I really did have a transformational experience in that chair there in that little health store, uh, you know, and, and it just, it definitely pole vaulted me into being more confident and, uh, and not being so attached to people in my uh, personal relationships. So Reiki, and even though I've never uh, practiced it myself, I'm definitely a huge advocate for it. So how did you, how'd you get involved with that? How'd you get started as a Reiki practitioner? Uh, well, like, really young age, I've always kind of done it intuitively. Like I'm not a Star Wars nerd or anything, but I used to like the force just always really resonated with me and I guess I just understood without really understanding at a young age like that I kind of had superpowers (laughs) and um and I could you know I could see things and sense things but I also grew up in like a really traumatic upbringing and so a lot of that kind of got um kind of distorted in a lot of ways and so I think when I, I had a really deep healing experience 
traumatic experience happened to me when I was 26. And I think that it like woke up this, this kind of, um, it's almost like I had to abandon it to survive as a kid and, uh, or push it to the side. Um, and kind of had this like second awakening, I guess, or first awakening, whatever you want to call it when I was like 26 years old. And, um, so I just was kind of self-taught, like, after my experience, and I could definitely tell you about it if you would like, um, but yeah. after that, I just had all this information and downloads and books and people um, just kind of like flood into my life. And that was really a part of it. I just knew that I could heal myself and I knew that I had it with inside of myself, but it was a long, like it's just a continuous journey. And I was certainly like, you know, so I kind of a, like on this teeter totter at that time, you know, for like 10 years of it really, because I would always be very skeptical. I think that has a lot to do with like growing up in trauma. It's like, you can't really trust anything. And, you know, if you don't trust yourself, how are you going to heal yourself? But yeah. it's like, and I, so it's like, there was always this like, almost like spherical thing inside of me and the minute I would attach on to healing like it would roll into self-destruction or skepticism um and I don't so Reiki like channeling energy and channeling the light and tapping into my higher self and praying and being able to like project that I just was able to do naturally and just kept kept doing it and um so and now I don't know so now I just practice it and so I guess just what like catapulted me into that is like being so traumatized that I had no other choice. It's like, I it was like a fork in the road. I was either gonna, you know, start to really use my abilities and learn to heal myself. Um, a lot of it was unconsciously and then, you know, and just learn how to do it more consciously and purposefully and mindfully. And so that was one of the tools that I learned. And I, I think it's really powerful. I use it in everything that I do, really. I mean, even bartending, I use it. <laughs> so um, I just, I think it's just a capability that we all have. And I think that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, bartending in Alaska, you must have to deal with some rough customers up there. Yeah, I've had the most spiritual conversations with people, though, in the bar, believe it or not. And I'm like, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, what the hell are you doing working in a bar? And I'm like, well, what better place to like bring light to? Like, you don't need to go to a yoga Absolutely. facility retreat to bring light. You know, you can't pay your way. And so I guess I've always just kind of been attracted to just like that aspect of life. Like, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. It's like, why go to, you know, the pool where there's only like-minded people when you can be on the front lines helping those maybe see the light who have been in the dark for possibly too long i mean but living in alaska i mean the environmental beauty must be magnetic enough to where you probably see a sort of i mean this is just my suspicion you probably see a sort of serenity in people who are in touch with uh, that energy. What what do you think about that? Do you think Alaska, living in Alaska might, and, and have you always lived in Alaska? And do you think that the land, the energy of the land maybe contributes to your spiritual, you know, life? Um, 
so I haven't always lived in Alaska. I grew up in California as a child. Okay. Um, but I was also, uh, we moved just about every year between here and Alaska. So, and I guess I resonated with this place as a child because I mean, talk about, it was like fantasy living in, um, I live in Southeast Alaska, so everything is just overgrown with moss and you've got huge glacial rock and the glacier's like, you know, five minutes away from where I live. And um, so I kind of lived in fantasy where um, I think I resonated with that more than like Southern California. Uh, and I, I do feel like this place is extremely healing, but it's also very extreme because we have this, we have extreme darkness, we have extreme light, right, right. and we have some of the highest rates of like suicide, alcoholism, incest. I mean, you like you name it, we got it. It's it's bad here, but it, at the same time, it's also like extremely good. You know, there's, you've got the mountains, you've got, you know, like fresh air, fresh water, the glacier. Right. you've got bears like walking around in your neighborhood and, um, you know, there's deer that live in my RV park that I get to see in the summertime. And so it's just extreme. And I think that people that live here are extreme. You know, mm -hmm. you can be as recluse as you want to be and as weird as you want to be. You can be invisible or you can be as eccentric and out there and um, open, you know. I've seen, uh, you know, you kind of see it all, but a lot of people here really are drawn to the nature. And I think that that's probably what keeps people sane living here is the beauty of the nature that we have here. Otherwise, people would <laughs> be cuckoo more than they already are. <laughs> yeah, I mean... People are so crazy here. It's it's kind of a funny place. Yeah, I mean, if you know anything about the Trail of uh, Tears there, what is it called? And maybe that's different. Uh, the Highway of Tears, is it? Um, between the United States and Alaska, that whole stretch through Canada, I mean, is rife with abductions of, uh, you know, women and, and unfortunately mistreated uh, Native Americans, you know. Uh, something that we talk about on the show a lot because it's been a huge inspiration for me in my life is is Native American culture. Is there any part of, uh, you know, Native American culture in Alaska that you've interacted with that's contributed to your spiritual knowledge? Because I know they have probably some of the most, like, established, I mean, <laughs> those tribes seem to be pretty untouched as far as, like, continuity of what they've been doing maybe further north you know those people seem to be unbothered by the advances of modern civilization am i wrong about that or what do you no, think but i mean i think up north i mean in some, I, some of those places which i you know i haven't gone up there firsthand but i've spoken a lot with people is some of them are like and i'm not insulting alaska native culture in any way but um almost like third world country i think it's traumatized like a lot of Alaska natives and a lot of American Indians as far as you know they were they were kicked out of a lot of their homes and a lot of the beautiful places that Alaska has I mean there's a place here you know Gus Davis where everyone thinks they're you know super and I, I'm not insulting anybody hopefully like 
very liberal and very spiritual. Well, there's, there's no Alaska natives that live there. These are all white people. And I'm not saying that you can't be spiritual if you're white, but it's like the land was theirs and it certainly got interrupted and they got displaced. And here, I mean, I heard this, this is bonkers is like, I think like in 2018, there was like 52 Alaska native women that are just gone. Yeah. Nobody knows where they are. What? We have one of the highest rates of suicide. And I think a lot of those are murders. Yeah. Um, and I, there's, I'll show, I'll send you this picture that I took with my, um, I was out in the wetlands with my son. Talk about weird conspiracy. And they all, my, my whole family thinks I'm nuts. Even my children. Um, but anyways, I found, it was like two days after Easter and I was throwing sticks for my dog. So I went to go get the stick or whatever in the wetlands. And there was a bunny rabbit stuffed animal with 666 on the belly. And I'm not, I have a picture of it on my phone. Oh my wow. goodness. And so <laughs> I, I think personally, which everyone thinks I'm not, I think there's a lot of dark entities and that kind of breed in Alaska because especially in Southeast, like we have all this cloud coverage. We don't get to see the sun a lot. I think that, you know, and it's a liberal city, um, whether they're consciously aware or unconsciously aware of it, I think that there is like this really bizarre energy here. And so I'm like always protecting myself. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's definitely, there's a big case for some sort of serial killer activity along those highways leading into Hard. Alaska. And, you know, it, it when you're that isolated, I mean, yeah, I, those people who have evil intentions have a lot of freedom to roam around up there, I'm sure. And uh, and that bunny rabbit was probably very unsettling to find. Is, you know, it could have just been some goth kids trying to make a funny, like, weird funny joke, prank, yeah. you know, for their Instagram or whatever. But, like, it Good. still doesn't leave a good feeling in your stomach when you find that, you know? Like, you're just like, oh, yikes, I hope, you know. But yeah it's definitely you know and another thing that that brings to mind for me is if you're familiar with the skinwalker ranch and this kind of idea that you know as colonizers and yeah liberal colonizers (laughs) you know people who are probably you know less sensitive than they think they are um you know i i think there very well could be a sort of geomancy or sort of necromancy a sort of a curse even would be a better way to describe it associated with places that used to be sacred to the native americans and which are now desecrated and i mean you consider like the skinwalker ranch you consider maybe like people who have uh, negative brushings with Sasquatch where they disrupt a Sasquatch's like, you know, fort or area. And then they end up like going back to their camp and their camp is destroyed. You know, like there are entities supposedly according to the native Americans that are out there in the, in the forest that need to be respected and, and are very powerful. And, and I think, you know, this misconception that, oh, everything's demonic, everything. It's like, well, what if these spirits are being disrupted? And that's why they're having a negative interaction with us as human beings, because we represent this sort of colonizing kind of imposing force on the landscape, which used to be in a sort of respectful relationship as far as the native americans were concerned most of them had a very 
um, superstitious sort of respectful way of, of dealing with uh, these sort of energies. Yeah. Well, there's an episode that I did. Um, it's uh, about the Kushita. Have you ever heard of the Kushita? No, please inform oh, us. It's really great. Um, well, so it's a shape-shifting otter man. Oh that what? Sounds, <laughs> it makes sounds in the woods and yeah. it lures you into the water to drown you. You have to, you have to read the book. Well, you know what? Story ever told. That, to that really, you know, that really adds some credibility to what I've heard from Japan. There's a, a very, very, very similar story of a cryptid from Japan that does the exact same thing. It, it, it pretends to cry like a baby to lure you yeah. to the shore and then yeah. drowns you in the water and eats you. And, and that's a Japanese legend, which I mean, right across the ocean, if you're, if you're, if you're looking at things uh, geographically and zoologically, it's not impossible to suppose that an aquatic creature could make its way up the shore and over to Japan from Alaska. I mean- Yeah, well, and this is a shape-shifting, so it'll mimic um, to trick you. It'll yeah. mimic people that look like your family or the baby crying is another one. Like, I mean, even on the podcast, I'm like, dude, if ever you hear a baby crying in the forest, I know it sucks. Don't go. Yeah. Uh, Mexico has but, uh, similar stories too. I've heard uh, XG on the Tinfoil Hat podcast mentioned that when they were talking about uh, Bigfoot one time is that in Mexico, there's a very similar tale of a, of a river monster that pretends to be a baby and, and drowns you. And, and yeah, I mean, if you consider like the idea that these entities might be multidimensional and biological, I mean, I try to incorporate both because I, I've always been fascinated with zoology. And I do think that since we're spiritual beings that can interact with, you know, the dream world is very accepted that, you know, when we dream, we still don't really understand what's happening. So in my opinion, we're interacting with another dimension when we dream. So why can't animals, especially large animals have the same capacity to interact with the multidimensional realm the way humans do? I mean, we have obviously you're familiar light work, Reiki, telepathy we have psychic you know phenomena that goes on synchronicities deja vu these are all you know supernatural functions of the human being i don't understand you know where where the the breakdown would be i think it's very possible that sasquatch or some kind of shapeshifter uh being exists out there with those supernatural qualities you know have you ever uh, have you ever seen anything like a Bigfoot or anything interesting up there in Alaska that you know made you scratch your head other than that rabbit? Other than the rabbit, you know, I no, I mean, I, I honestly no, I've gotten creeped out. Like I on the on the podcast, I was talking about a place Montana Creek here, um, where uh, I've been out in the woods and just immediately off but you know for the most part I feel really at peace in the woods I actually um I've had you know I feel at home in the woods and so I I wonder too you know if it's something a frequency that you're resonating on that you're drawing that energy to you and opening up the portal without you knowing it you know on some level it's like I'm really into um just the more I get into it because I've had a lot of paranormal 
experiences, but not in the woods. It's always been like in my home growing up as a kid or with other, um, like with other people, with strangers or I'll pick up, I think frequencies that they're omitting. I've always questioned, you know, whether I really maybe do have schizophrenia or if I'm actually picking up on something and I'm 85%, I think I'm picking up on something. There's yeah. always a chance that I could have schizophrenia, but I'll tell you no. what, schizophrenia was invented to put people like us down. You know, that's always been my suspicion. I'm going to find the evidence to back it up one day. <laughs> I worked with people. Like, my background is in social work, uh, my educational background. And that's one, another reason why I've always been really into psychology and consciousness. And so it just kind of morphed into spirituality once I you know, kind of came full circle, but I worked at a facility where I was a residential counselor for people with schizophrenia, and there was a lot of weird things that went on there, and I was convinced, I looked at it a lot differently, I think, than my coworkers, is I think it was really going on. I think that they, what a lot of them were experiencing was something that was in our they were the receiver for the frequency that was being omitted, not, yeah. you know, and then the people that are sitting there like scoffing at them and sort of making fun of them who are supposed to be helping them were just on a whole real shitty frequency yeah. and didn't have a receptor for that kind of uh, information, you know? Yeah, I think that's, you know, a great indicator of society as a whole. We've taken this Marxist scientific march towards materialist scientism which is an ism it's not using the scientific method they've created a whole dogma and part of that is to destroy the spirit uh intellectually and i think that what we're really dealing with and i'm not a psychologist i've never been educated in any sort of medical school and i don't want to discount anybody who has schizophrenia or a member of their family but i will say you know from my unprofessional opinion, I think what we're dealing with is uh, the symptoms of our electromagnetic grid, you know, affecting people disproportionately, you know, and in the past, those people might have had more, um, you know, strength and health to be able to utilize those psychic or otherworldly supernatural capabilities to to you know the benefit of their community and now they're looked at as psychopathic and um and there certainly is a, a manipulation of the human conscious to create more psychopathic and sociopathic people i think that's a big part of what the education system has done to particularly the western mind um but we are kind of running out of time with our zoom we have nine minutes i don't want us to uh to cut short or anything like that because We've had that happen in the past, but, you know, with the last nine minutes, Lindsay, I mean, it's really been awesome talking to you and, and, you know, once we get Zoom uh, figured out, we'll have you on for a longer uh, episode, but, you know, real quick, what do you think um, people today, given the circumstances of 2020, can do to heal themselves as far as sound healing, as far as, uh, you know, things they can do in their own life and then maybe that can lead into seeking out a professional like yourself to uh, facilitate some deeper healing. Uh, 
because it requires them having to like set aside some time, I think, and look deeper within themselves. I think it's really easy when people are traumatized to become victimized by it. And it's sort of encouraged, you know, to use crutches to get you by with things as far as, um, you know, using substance or something like that to get you through whatever you're going through. And I think people need to really understand and wake up to the fact that they are not broken. You know, like it doesn't take, it could, but it's not necessarily going to take 20 years unless you want it to, to heal yourself. It's like you have... When you make the decision to heal yourself, I'm not saying that it's easy, but things start opening up and it's really those things, those are what we need to start paying attention to. And I say, you need to find your frequency of truth for you. How you do that, I don't know. I mean, I'm a facilitator to help people give them a safe space to discover that. But it's like, it's like you almost have to fire everything you've ever heard in your life and to rediscover what it is for you not anybody Absolutely. else and even even me i don't know you you know you and there's a part of yourself that is so intelligent that has been severed purposely and told that you're not like you were saying earlier and that is what is your duty to like reclaim and i guess see it as like i don't know it's like you, you, you just, you have to dig deeper. And I don't know what makes a person do that and what makes a person not. Uh, I still have questioned that my entire life because certainly growing up, there's no reason why I should ever have made the choice to help myself, you know, as far as what I went through as a child. But I think that we all have it inside of us to understand truth because it resonates so much deeper. And it's that fear of ourselves that really keeps us from, you know, turning the TV off and maybe just sitting there with ourselves. But I don't know, find any courage that you can to really get to know who you are and the power that you hold inside of you and the gifts that you have. It's like we need to remember that we are these like beacons of light that have been just tar poured on us and we're frozen in time with trauma and fear and I think a lot of that is like, we're afraid of ourselves, you know, deep down. I think that, you know, when we experience even paranormal phenomenon, you know, I think that those frequencies I think are in our subconscious anyways, and they resonate on a level and they're gonna come out. And it seems like they're this outside thing that's gonna destroy us, but it's like, I think we hold that inside of ourselves. We're the keys to our own jail. And so I don't know, I would say unplug, you know, unplug, stop being ruled by fear, stop telling your program to everybody of that you're a victim and that they need to feel sorry for you and to like rise up and stand up and really show up for yourself. And I think when you start doing that, I mean, you might go three steps back, you know, and one step forward, but oh, well, that's better than just laying down and and just, you know, I don't even think a lot of people are alive right now. They're not online. And I think that for like you, if your light is bright and that anybody you come across, they're going to, they're going to resonate with that, whether they're threatened by it, you know, or jealous of it, or just love it, you know, all three of those things, it's, it's going to, that frequency is going to emit something out. And 
I think that the more people turn their lights on and shine them as bright as they can, regardless, that's really where your power lies. So, <laughs> I don't know if that answers. That does. You know? I mean, I like that answer. Yeah, I mean, you you really hit the nail on the head there, and I it kind of brought up a couple things I was thinking about uh, before I asked you that question with the whole like when you get yourself into this place of a higher ascended, you know, awakening, whatever term, higher vibration might be the best, you know, frequency, right? You are more able to experience these supernatural things. And I think that, you know, like you said, they're not all bad. You know, some of them have omens and, and messages and lessons for you to learn when you go out and interact with them out in the, in the wild with uh, a responsible, you know, curiosity, but yeah, absolutely. Lindsay. I mean, you really did, um, you know, hit the nail on the head there with that. And um, yeah, we really appreciated having you on. I just like to leave the last couple minutes for my buddy Jay or Adam to ask you a question. Uh, if they had one throughout the, our talk here, Jay, Adam, anything you want to ask Lindsay before we go? Yeah, I haven't been talking much. Um, but I just wanted to say it was great listening. I think your message is uh, very powerful. I think what you're doing is very admirable. Um, I hope you continue to help more people. I know this conversation alone has uh, made me think about my own life and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I just wanted to quickly ask, you know, if you think trauma plays a very important like important role sort of sparking that um if you think like it's a sort of coping skill uh that what you know what you do in practice and uh if it's something you know someone can add into their coping skills yeah oh like how i think trauma it's all about trauma i mean like we're all traumatized trauma um you know, whether you had great parents or not, just living on this planet and seeing what goes on or understanding what goes on is traumatizing. And it's really that trauma that is, I mean, I, we don't have much time, but I believe this is what we chose to come We need to do another episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we do. We really do. Well, yeah, this is what we, we came here to do this. We came here for our soul to ascend on a level. It's not up to me what's, what, what that level is for you. It's what it is for me. But I'm here to help anybody that's wanting to join hands and get in touch with their soul ascension. And Fantastic. I think that, um, I think like trauma, but I, I think trauma too leads to like, you know, experimenting with drugs as a way to cope with your trauma. And that could lead to, you know, higher knowledge that you can't really articulate as a teenager because you're just so rebellious and stuff but you know those things too um you know I, then you get into like psychedelics that's a whole other thing you know <laughs> like sound and sound psychedelics that's like where i'm at you know that's those two are like one and the same yeah um, it's really just welcome welcome to the my family thinks i'm crazy uh family Lindsay. <laughs> we're kind of coming to an end i don't want to cut you off there but Jay kind of asked you a very open-ended question. So next time we'll, uh, we'll have a full hour to talk to you, Lindsay. 
Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And uh, be sure to check out the Spirit Junkie podcast on SoundCloud and Patreon. And while you're on Patreon, check out our Patreon, the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast Patreon. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great night. Mark is bananas. Okay, this guy's losing his mind. Don't listen to him. crazy for feeling so lonely. Follow us on Patreon.com slash NFTIC. That's Patreon.com slash NFTIC.